Osama bin Laden. God, do I have to forgive him 77 times? Did Jesus really think that you and I could forgive this vile, cowardly, evil author of atrocity? Really? Must I forgive him? This is the place where I want to step into my academic side of me and point out to you that in the Bible lesson today, forgiveness is Peter saying, a member of my church has sinned against me. What now do I do? I'd like to point out that this reading we've heard today is actually the second of a longer passage where the question is, how, do we, how does the church deal with members who sin against each other? And I also would like to point out that primarily they were concerned with financial debt. And that is in fact why Jesus gives them a parable about financial debt. So if I paint this big enough and broad enough, maybe I can still have vengeful feelings against Osama bin Laden and all his cohorts. Because I do, even though the man is dead. Revenge lives in our hearts. It's hard to quelch. It's a quick fire of anger. Revenge. To rip open the fabric of our country like that. I admit, I still have vengeful feelings. Our culture today asks us to forgive and forget. Friends tell us this. Family tells us this. Insipid people who write articles for magazines that litter our doctor's office and beauty salons tell us this. Forgive and forget. And then they have the audacity to say, Oh, but if when you hold on to revenge and you hold on to vengeful feeling, it's not good for you. It's not good for your blood pressure. Ask the firefighters on 9-11 if injustice is good for them. It's not good for us. Forgive and forget. But I want if to, you, if you leave with anything today on this sad, commemorative day, if you leave with anything, I'd like you to leave remembering that Jesus did not say forget. Jesus said forgive. Jesus did not say forget. How do we forgive? How do we, how do we forgive? We have to do it every day of our lives. We do it in small ways and in big ways. We have to do it. How do we forgive such pain, such injustice? We don't forgive by forgetting. We forgive by remembering. We forgive by remembering the whole story. We remember everything about every one of our lives and every calamity and every 
pain and hurt we remember, because if you keep remembering, you're going to pretty soon get to the point where you remember that God said to love your neighbor as yourself. God said compassion was what we're made of. God said we are to love one another as we love ourselves. That's why we remember. The whole Judeo-Christian religion is about remembering. And we remember the pain that we inflict on one another. In today's story of Joseph, we remember the pain of brother against brother. Over and over again, scripture is about remembering how we have strayed from God's ways, how we have gotten way off course, and God calls us back as his children, sends us prophets and sages, and his son to call us back, to remember that we are here to love one another as we love ourselves. That's what it's about. So if you want to forgive, what you need to do is remember. So how does that fit into today? How can I remember in a way that I can begin to forgive what happened 10 years ago today? Somehow forgiving has to change the whole situation. When I forgive my brother or sister for an offense, somehow the relationship has changed, somehow the dynamic has changed. So we're back to caring for each other as God wants us to. So how do I forgive the 19 people that drove those planes to death? How do I forgive all the people who had anything to do with it? How do I, how do I come to this forgiveness? except by remembering. Remembering this day for me is very painful. It's personally painful. Some of you know that I was very good friends with Lauren Grancolas from San Rafael, who was on Flight 93. I performed the wedding of she and her husband Jack. I knew her over the years. It was a sad part of my ministry to have to hold the memorial service for her. I will be haunted by weird details the rest of my life about 9-11. Lauren was a woman who was never on time. Never was she on time. Ask any of her friends. We always waited for her. Why that day did she get to the airport so early that she chose to take another plane? It's one of those weird things. Why that day? It's personally painful and I, as much as I don't want to look at the videos, I don't want to watch the news, I don't want to open the Sunday paper, I know that in order for me to heal, in order for our community to heal, we need to remember the whole story and not just stop at our part in it, but remember the cultures involved, the people involved, the history involved, the history of Al-Qaeda, the history of the Middle East, our history as people related to the Hebrew people. We need to remember. Because as we remember, we might be inspired to some act of loving our neighbors ourselves, and that might be a small act of relationship with the Muslims in your community, 
that might be a small act of healing of someone, family, or some person you know that was involved in 9-11, but somehow it opens our hearts up to reach out. And you can't just reach out individually, but we also, because it's a community offense, it's a global offense, 90 countries were involved, had lost people in the 9-11 tragedy, 90 countries. We need to remember to have compassion on everyone, everyone. That's what God asks of us, that we have compassion on everyone. Cornell West said that justice is what love looks like in public. I like that. So if I have compassion and care and love for you as an individual, what does that look like for a community? It means that there's justice in place. It means that there's a certain amount of fairness that we can count on. There's a certain orderliness in our communities, here and abroad. Justice is what love looks like in public. And that justice needs to change the dynamic of the situation. It needs to dispel the hate and bring forth community. So forgiveness, it's a hard topic that we all need to engage in. But I don't think forgiveness is like an arrow in your quiver that you pull out and you shoot at someone. Forgiveness, 77 times. What Jesus is trying to say is it's a way of life. It's a way of life that we are to live because God commands us, his deepest desire for us, his deepest wish for us. God commands us to love our neighbors ourselves. And that is what we remember, and that is what helps us bring about forgiveness in ourselves, in our families, and in our world. Forgiveness is about remembering. Forgiveness is about remembering compassion. Forgiveness is remembering compassion 77 times. It's a way of life. Forgiveness is remembering that God is for giving us life. That's what it's all about. Jesus came and lived with us, taught us. He died. His resurrection was all about God for giving us life. He gives us life. He gives us life. And that is the way, that is the truth, and that is the light. And that is the light that we walk in every day. Our way of life is forgiveness. Amen. This has been a sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or visit us online at OurSaviorMV.org. That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R-M-V for Mill Valley dot O-R-G. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to greet you in person very soon.